a scenario for you guys. I was actually at an event a couple of weeks ago. A friend invited me out. It was actually a launch party for this dating app that caters to a less, basically caters to a homosexual population. Specifically, this was a lesbian dating app. So I remember we are having to wait a little while because the event is filled to capacity. We got there kind of late. So eventually we get in and when we do, I see some people on this bench right outside where they were taking your money for tickets, your coat check and so forth. And I thought, okay, there's some lesbians who've apparently gotten lucky tonight. That's nice. So we go in and definitely the place is packed and we're just kind of hanging out, checking the scene and all. When we realize that one of those people on that bench is my friend's boyfriend, and apparently some woman who he says is a stripper. Because as part of this event, they were having strippers. Apparently, his story was this was some woman who didn't know that it was a lesbian event and apparently is trying to mack and get hustle and get money and so forth. And he decides to oblige her by having her sit on his lap and basically looking very flirty and so forth. So my friend sees this and she decides, she tells me, oh, let's go approach him. You gotta approach him first. So I go and kind of stand near and he's not really doing anything. Chick is still sitting there and so forth. Okay. Then my friend walks over and he's just kind of standing there. Doesn't really notice or maybe he sees her but doesn't really do anything. So then she takes out her camera and starts taking a picture and then this chick immediately gets up. As we found out that it was the boyfriend there, I'm thinking, okay, I've got so many things I can think of that I would do in that scenario if it was my boyfriend. And actually, I very recently did get a boyfriend, so I'm all happy about that. And it's not even like a regular boyfriend situation that you would expect when you get older, but this is like heady rush in your teens and 20s, instant boom chemistry. It's like that kind of relationship. And I'm like, I totally didn't expect it at this stage in my life, but heck yeah, I'll take it. So I told him about it the next evening and he gave me the right answer to that one, but I'll tell you what I would have done if I'd been my friend. Because the whole thing just offended me and not so much because, oh, I'm that invested. I don't know that I was that invested in my friend's relationship and kind of dealing with that or trying to butt in or anything. But I'm like, okay, if that was me and I saw my fella doing that, I think there's a few things I can think of I would do. One of them might be I might rip the bitch's hair out of her head to pull him away, pull her away and tell the guy, you better be, you better hope she's going to take you home because you're not going home with me tonight. And in fact, when I did my... I did a fashion show and this was the only time Mr. Big Stuff ever went to one of my fashion shows. He was chatting it up with some girl who got recruited the night of who was an artist displaying her artwork at the event but they were short on models to model lingerie so she got recruited to go do that. He's chatting with her for a bit and I could swear I hear her, I hear her ask about going to her place. So I just say to him very simply in his ear. You go to her place, that's fine, but you're not coming home with me tonight and you better not come back. That's pretty much what I said and that's kind of my attitude in general on guys and relationships and all that. It's like, okay, you want to go suck up to some other honey? You want to go hang with them? Fine, but you're not hanging out with me. I'm not going to give a shit about you. In fact, I will probably say to that girl, guess what? He's your problem now. I think if you said that to somebody, you know, he's your problem now. It might frighten the hell out of them because they'll think, oh my God, what does this guy have? What's going on with him? Is he schizophrenic? Is he an alcoholic? Does he have a whole illegitimate family somewhere? What's he doing? Is he a stripper? What's he doing? What's going on? So 
So I kind of like that of a little psychological intimidation right there. So that's always fun. And then I also thought to myself, hmm, maybe I would do something of just make the guy feel miserable. Like grab him by the ear or grab him by the hair. Do something very, very subtle and then just make it worse. Or I really like the solution that Simon LeBon's wife had when he was dealing with his heyday and Duran Duran and they were married and she was dating him as well. She said that to handle groupies, she actually would just walk up and she'd grab his dick. Like she'd just go grab his balls right there and make it very clear to the groupie. And I saw this in a behind the music interview. She actually did say this. So she'd apparently make it clear to the groupie of he's mine, bitch. Like, I'm not sure how, that's probably the most blatant thing you could do, right? You just walk up to your boyfriend, you just grab his balls right there as he's talking to someone or she's talking to him. It's like, yeah, he is mine. Because as far as you know, he's not going to push your hand away if you're dating him. So I'm like, that's the kind of stuff I would do. I was like, brava. I was like, brava, lady. That's what a redhead would do. And she wasn't even a redhead. But I'm like, yeah, that's what we would do. I'm also partial to the, to the Lorena Bobbitt method, and I've spoken of Lorena Bobbitt before, but I'm like, yeah, redheads are also, that's something else a redhead might do, so you might want to watch that. So I definitely find it incredible if anybody wants to lump redheads into white people, because it's like, yeah, you don't want to lump redheads into, oh, we're passive white women and all this, and we'll put up with shit. Oh, no, we won't. Oh, hell no. We're the type of people who would be like, get the hell out of my sight. You are not coming back. One strike, you're done. I'm very much like that. I'm probably, at best, you get true strikes with me. You may not even get three strikes. It's like, yeah, fuck that. I don't care. Kind of living by the saying, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. My friend's basic contention with all this, however, was it wasn't that this person was a stripper. It was the disrespect. It was that he was not even acknowledging her when he showed up. Or rather, when she showed up. Didn't say hi didn't do any of that so meanwhile for half this evening they're having this discussion having this conversation I'm trying to stay the hell out of it I'm kind of you know going off on my space he's trying to explain to me and I'm like I'm not the one in a relationship with you you don't owe me an explanation I know how I would feel if it was my guy but I'm not the one who's dating you and he later gets, oh God, it just becomes insane. Like later he gets ticked off about it and makes every excuse in the book except holding personal accountability. And my friend says, that's how it is with narcissists. And she has something of a history with this guy. I'll just say that, yeah, she has something of a history with him. They've had some rockiness. It's kind of been up and down, on again, off again, that kind of thing. He apparently also tried to blame the organizer of the event. And when she had words with the organizer... She said, he needs to take accountability for his own actions. And I love that her wife said, I am KGB. I've got my eyes on you. The organizer's wife was, the organizer's wife is from Russia. And I'm like, see, that's a good woman right there. And I told my friend this too. I'm like, that is a good woman. That is somebody you want to have around in your life. That is someone who's a friend to you. That's somebody who's awesome. They are tops. It's like, that is the kind of thing that, a redhead would do, like somebody in that scenario, that's the kind of thing they would do. So I'm like, brava, right there. And I'm like, when other people who are not necessarily super familiar with this guy are saying this to you, those are signs. But you know how it is with relationships and with people. It's like, people can be very blinded with love. They can be blinded with pity. They can be blinded with a lot of things. 
So having been through my marriage and dealing with stuff with my ex-husband, it took me coming to that realization myself. Like many people said to me, you know what, your, your husband's not a good man, he's doing all this, he's doing that, so on and so forth. But when you're in love with somebody, you're looking at him through a very different lens. You're like, oh yeah, yes, he's had these issues, but ultimately he's a good man. You don't know him deep down inside and so forth. And it's one of those things if you kind of have to see it for yourself. And you kind of have to figure it out for yourself. So when I've dealt with this with friends of mine, it's like, okay, you already know what to do. You know that this sucks, except I'm not going to be able to convince you otherwise. You're the one who's got to figure that out. You've got to have that realization. So I don't know how things have been since then. I haven't talked to my friend. I don't know what the story is. I'm like, I'm not, I'm like, hopefully this guy realizes he's very lucky he's dating her and not me. Because me, I'm the kind of person I've been like, I wouldn't have talked to you the first time you did something. I probably would have ended up killing you or my family would have just gathered a posse and killed you or made you very, very miserable, perhaps taken a testicle on their way out. And yeah, my family would definitely do that sort of thing, even though my father has passed away. My father's the kind of guy you just did not mess with. And you would think, oh, my family didn't come from money, so, oh yeah, what a clout and authority did they have? Well, I'll tell you this, when somebody doesn't come from money and they don't really have a lot to lose, they can be the most dangerous people of all. Because there's that thing about you've got nothing to lose, well, you've got nothing to gain either. So if you have nothing to lose, you know what, you're already like, hey, What's this going to hurt? What's that going to hurt? And I'm from a family of fighters. And in fact, I just fight differently because I'm an attorney and I went to law school and all this. So it's a different type of fighting. But I am from a family of fighters. Like when I was a kid, my father actually confronted a kid who was bullying me at the bus stop in my neighborhood. He was being babysat by this woman named Mama Woods who lived in our neighborhood who saw this stuff going on, saw him say some really shitty things to me, did all this stuff. She didn't intervene, didn't do anything about it. So I think one day I told my mother about this because this was finally like getting too much to me and it was just getting terrible. Some of my childhood experiences definitely in middle school were not all that great. And my father got wind of this. So he decides that evening to go to the neighbor's house and basically told this kid, if you don't leave my daughter alone, I'm going to murder you and your babysitter. So apparently this traumatized caused problems because the next morning my mother gets a visit from this kid's mother and she's here in tears begging my mother please call off your husband we're going through a divorce right now and basically after that my mother who was sort of the same voice of reason and was good at talking my father down convinced him not to do something that could land him in jail or murder anybody do things like that she kind of talked him out of his baser instincts sometimes but that kid never even looked in my direction again. It was very effective. He backed the hell off. Like my father would even, I remember one time I was in the grocery store and I think some dude is looking at me and my father's like, don't you dare be looking at my little girl. My mother still glares at dudes if they look at me and I am well past my teen years. Like even when I was in my teen years, if dudes looked at me, especially older dudes, my mother would just give them a dirty look and, and then say, lech. She did. Like people, oh my God, I think like my sister and my oldest nephew are probably now doing that too. It's like, guys will go check me out and then they'll just give them dirty looks <laughs> and call them leches and so forth. I remember one time we were going into the Outback, we were going into Outback restaurant and this dude was checking me out and he was like younger than me and my sister. 
And my mother gives him a dirty look. And I think my nephew has caught on to, oh, your auntie is this attractive woman and guys check her out and do weird things around her sometimes. So that's kind of interesting. In fact, when Mr. Big Stuff was being an asshole, my brother-in-law, in fact, offered to go and kick his ass. So yeah, people in my family tend to do things like that. It's like, you get into my family, they can be a little bit like a mob would be, you know? Like, I think Tony Soprano totally have words with somebody bullying his kids. I think if somebody messed with one of his kids, you know, he'd be going and getting a posse and kicking their ass. You know he'd handle that. My father could be like that, too. And my father would remind you that he was ex-military, so don't even fuck with him. He would definitely tell you this, too. He'd be like, don't you fuck with me. Don't you fuck with my kids. Even though I don't think he used the F word so much. He was just like, don't even do it. Don't go there. Uh-uh. So we definitely have a protectiveness thing with my family. We have a whole loyalty thing. That's just kind of how it is. And yeah, I think if my father had been around when my ex-husband did what he did. My mother, in fact, said to me if he had been alive, she would have had to talk him out of getting a posse of younger men and going to New York and having words with him. Because I think my father definitely would have done that. Though my father had flaws and yes, he was an alcoholic and he was emotionally abusive and all this. You didn't fuck with his kids. He definitely was very protective of me and my sister. He did not put up with shit. And I think everybody deserves a parent like that. And I think it is very sad if you don't have parents like that who will back you. Parents who will just not let anybody bully you. They will not tolerate this shit. They don't give a fuck what some principal says. They don't give a fuck what some lawyer says. They're going to go down here and they're going to make damn sure to protect their kids. Those are the kind of parents you need and those are the kinds of parents you should have. I think those parents should be applauded in life. Like there's so many examples I've seen of amazing parents. Like even the parents who are like, you know what, our kid, my kid misbehaved, so I'm going to make them wear a sandwich board that says what their crime was. Like I stole. Or what's another one I saw? Or like, I don't know, I backtalked or whatever it was. I threatened some kid. I think, yeah, that's a good idea. Little public shaming never hurts if you did something that you weren't supposed to be doing. And I don't know what my friend is going to do about that, but I thought, yeah, a little public shaming is not a bad thing. So this guy basically shamed himself. There were other people at this event who were like, that's ridiculous. I spoke with my boyfriend the next day because we had a date. And I told him about this event and he said to me, I don't really like strip clubs. In fact, my ex-husband had a whole thing about how he felt as the author of the flight, the fight club, yeah, yeah. As the author of the Fight Club book, I believe it was Chuck Palahniuk, said that going to a strip club is basically a waste of time because it's kind of like they can touch you, but you can't touch them. Basically, it's don't squeeze the Charmin. And you pay a boatload of money to do this and kind of be around all this. And my boyfriend was like, that's stupid. And my ex-husband's attitude was, why should I pay a bunch of money to have some woman grind on me that I can't even touch when I could have you touch me for free? And I could touch you for free. That's what he said to me, my ex-husband. So I'm like, yeah, that's a smart move and that's a good thing because you know what you have at home and you know what your wife is worth. Or at least he did at the time that he said this because this was still when the marriage was functional. And I think my boyfriend is smart enough to know that too of, yeah, you know what you've got. You know what I'm worth. That you should probably deal with me, not somebody who's going to ditch you the second somebody with deeper pockets shows up. 
I also thought of asking this person because we had no idea whether she was actually a stripper or not. It was just something that this guy had said. I'm like, maybe he's lying about her being a stripper in the first place. Perhaps she's not really a stripper and he's just said this to cover himself. So I was like, I wonder if we went and asked her, what would she say about this? Would she say, yes, I'm a stripper or would she say no? And I figured another good way to get rid of a stripper is you just walk up and you can say, he's dead ass broke and he's got a raging case of crabs. Because I think if you tell somebody that that guy is broke, she's going to be moving on. What I found more interesting about this evening was that this girl ended up showing up again. I don't know why she kept going back to this guy. It's like maybe she would have found some guy who had more money and was into the hustle and all that. I thought, why the hell didn't she do that? This guy and my friend were arguing like half the night and he's like following her and all this. So it's like there were other guys at the event too. I'm surprised it's like, okay, you didn't go and find some other guy and go talk to him. Why didn't you do that? That's what I would do. If I'd been in this stripper situation, I'd been like, you know what? I'm going to go find some other dude. I'm not going to deal with some dude who's talking to some girl. It's just going to be a big boatload of drama that I don't need. And perhaps this is a reason I would probably not be a very good stripper is because I'm not into dealing with drama. I'm really not. Like, I'm like, I don't want to deal with having to worry about a posse coming to kill me because I'm sleeping with somebody's man. I don't want to worry about somebody's wife, somebody's second wife, whatever, getting jealous. This is why I thought that whole thing with Mr. Big Stuff was a horrific idea because it's like, yeah, you're going to tell me, some girl's going to tell me, oh, she's cool with it, but then later on, they're going to get jealous. It's going to become a big problem. Plus, I think it's a matter of having personal value and knowing your worth and all that good stuff too. So yeah, that's probably another reason I wouldn't be good at that kind of job. I also don't think I'm good at hustling in that way. And I probably, and in fact, one friend I had yeah, actually, this guy that I met during my transient time said to me, I met women who are prostitutes, and you're not a prostitute. You're not a slut. People are like, you're not a stripper. You don't have that mentality. So, yeah. Like I can hear about stuff. Like, I heard about, like, Cardi B, for instance, and I'm like, yeah. I hear about her, and I always think, local stripper made good. That's what I think of. I don't even think about, like, oh, she has... For many of the songs I've heard of hers, I'm like, yeah, that's totally stripper music. It's like, local stripper made good. So it's like somebody figured out a way to make a living and kind of do all that stuff and become famous. So it's like, yeah, more power to her for that. Good on her. Me personally, I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't do that unless I was in desperate times and really had to do it. I don't think I would do it as like recreation or for kicks or something. So that's not really a mentality I get. But I thought, okay, stripper or not... I wouldn't be cool with some chick sitting on my dude's lap and acting intimate. It just would not work for me. I think I'm a very possessive person, or at least I don't know that I'm possessive, but definitely if it's like mine, it's like, yeah, mine, damn it. <laughs> like that guy'd be lucky I don't walk up and go grab him by the crotch. Maybe I'll do that. I don't know. It can be fun sometimes. It's like different little scenarios will play out in your head and you're thinking, hmm, what am I going to do in this situation when I'm confronted with it? And sometimes you think of things and you're not exactly sure what you're going to do. And it's like, okay, the impulse struck me in the moment. And now I've figured it out. And that's basically the impulse that made me say, okay, go ahead and go home with her. You're not coming back to me. I'm not talking to you ever again. So you better prepare. And certainly, you know, some strippers make money. But I don't know how many of them are doing since the pandemic happened. I guess maybe if somebody was great at doing the webcam, at the webcam stuff, maybe their income didn't hurt too bad. But as I understand it. The pandemic kind of took a toll on that whole thing. 
I'm not really sure whether now it has. Maybe that's recovered a little bit because people have been like, you know what, we're done with this social distancing and lockdowns and all this and oh, fuck it, we're going to go get our groove on, whatever. I don't know. Maybe it's changed. But I kind of figured, okay, you want to go off with the stripper, go do that. There were dudes in the metal scene who did that back in the 80s. There was even a whole documentary I saw about that where people like Guns N' Roses and people in all these big bands would come to L.A., didn't really have any money, and they'd try to find stripper girlfriends because they made money so they could, like, just go leech off these strippers and get drugs from them and do all this stuff. So it's like, okay, maybe you can go do that. Go find some stripper. You can go leech off her. Whatever. But I know I would be so pissed. I mean, there was even a t-shirt I saw online. Yeah, there was a t-shirt I saw on some Facebook ad that said, my girlfriend is a redhead. If you look at me, she'll kill you. I'm like, I don't know if that's quite true. I don't know that we would all kill someone, but we would definitely look at that guy like, yeah, you're a loser. You're over here ditching us for some commoner. That's not cool. Although I will say that if it was somebody, like if it was a black woman, I'd be perfectly okay with that because it's like, hey, they have the same spirit we do. They don't put up with crap either. So it's like, yeah, we'll be cool with that. We'll be cool with somebody maybe who's from some foreign country and they're like a little, they're like also a minority. But yeah, if you're ditching us for some blonde girl, go fuck yourself. That'd be our attitude. Like, go do that. Although this friend of mine is a blonde and the stripper was a blonde. So it was like, okay, it kind of cancels each other out. It's not like, oh, you're ditching a rarity for somebody who's more common you're not really doing that so it's like eh what if it's just kind of even but seriously in that scenario what would you ladies have done would you be telling the dude oh go screw yourself don't come back to me would you be begging the stripper to go away would you be like oh it's a matter of respect like my friend did would you be like hey it's cool i want to join in i don't know i guess your mileage varies but me i'm just like yeah don't want to deal with that. Get your stink off him. End of story.